0: Hello everyone, thank you for once again listening to the Football Betting Podcast with me Tom Pipkin and my co-host Tom Walker we've got another action-packed weekend of football fixtures across the Premier League Championship, League 1 and League 2 to sink our teeth into uh, and pick out our betting highlights so hopefully have win everybody a bit of extra cash this weekend. Uh, we are sponsored by our good friends at Matchbook.com you can bag yourself as ever a juicy sign-up bonus for £30 money back as a free bet if you sign up for Matchbook using the code TFB podcast during the registration. Uh, Tom, how's it going, mate?
1: It's good. Uh, obviously, the the run with the trebles sadly came to an end uh, last week. But as I said on Twitter, you know, smile because it happened, not because it's over. It was a great run. The FA Cup was always going to be a tough one with a with a shrivelled EFL docket to go at, but still really happy with mm. the. Uh, four I think we got in a row, four or five we got in a row, and yeah, raring in to go, yeah, raring to go this week with a full Premier League, Championship League 1 and League 2 docket.
0: Yeah, I did, I did chuckle when I saw your tweet about it, you called it the steak, didn't you, instead of the streak? The steak is over. <laughs> the steak is over, it's been eaten.
1: <laughs> Do you know what, when is Twitter going to get a bloody edit button, honestly?
0: Oh dear. Um yeah, so we are gonna go through the Premier League first. Uh we'll go through all the all of those games, have a, a little bit of a discussion about each one with any betting highlights from each game. And then we'll go through the championship League One and League Two, uh just picking out the, the games that we particularly like the look of there. Um all the odds read out on the show today will be taken from matchbook.com. Without any further ado, let's dive straight into the Friday night kickoff, shall we? It's Chelsea against Fulham. Uh, obviously, Chelsea gone wild in the January transfer window. <laughs> They're one point six eight to beat Fulham anyway at home. Uh, Four point one for the draw and six point zero for Fulham to get the win. Um, do you expect any instant results from Chelsea here?
1: No, I honestly, I just don't know what to, I don't know what to think to be honest with you i think there's a lot to unpack uh, i don't know who's going to be in from the start who's fit who's ready how the system's going to look like what's going to go on with with any of it so really not sure but one thing i am sure of tom i do fancy fulham to get a goal uh, i think they've scored in eight of their last 10 so you know one of those of course was against newcastle with the the double hit penalty uh, so, maybe they could get on the score sheet, 1.96. I think there's a lot of pressure on Chelsea, a lot of eyeballs on a Friday night and not much pressure on Fulham. So, fancy Fulham to get a goal, but not sure on the uh, outcome.
0: Yeah, I can see it. And obviously, you mentioned that that 1-0 loss against Newcastle. But before that, they had scored in their previous eight consecutive Premier League away games. So, mm. uh, and, and we long championed Fulham, didn't we, on the pod for being absolute both teams to score bankers um they've dropped slightly from the how consistent they were but yeah i can definitely see them you know probably getting back on the both teams to score horse this weekend let's move into saturday then everton against arsenal so everton now under the stewardship of sean dyche since we last recorded a podcast uh, they're Uh nine 9.2 to get the victory at home in his first game in charge 4.8 for the draw and Arsenal the 1.45. Um, one of the toughest games that poor old Sean could possibly want, isn't this really? <laughs> you know, in, in Arsenal, they've got a side who obviously on fantastic form in the league, um, five points clear at the top, will go eight points clear at the top if they win this game. Um, and still, despite the appointment of Daesh, which as a Forest fan and seeing Everton as a fellow relegation battler. Um, it concerned me. I'd much rather they got someone like a uh, Bielsa um, or other names that were rumoured. I, th- I think Daesh is a bit of a scary appointment, but then they didn't make any additions in the transfer window. So they're still going to have a lot of the same problems I think that they had before, where mainly scoring goals was a massive issue. You know, Daesh isn't exactly a, a manager that's renowned for having high scoring teams. Um, it's more defensive solidity. Uh so yeah, I don't know. I think I think Arsenal win this one at one point four five. Whether Daesh can pull Everton out the muck, I, I'm not so sure. It's but it scares me him being in charge more than, than Lampard or Bielsa.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, for this game, what I could see happening is Arsenal winning but winning uncomfortably. Now, put yourself in Sean Dyche's shoes. The fans are absolutely furious at the moment. They've got no form, no attacking flair. All of Dyche's previous work has been built on a solid defense. He's got top of the league at home. He spoke in his press conference about fighting for the badge, getting back to basics. I saw on Twitter they were doing the bleat test, the Everton players uh, today, I think he's going to hunker down and he's going to make it difficult. Everton will be in a low block. Arsenal will unlock the door and maybe score one, maybe two at the most. Uh, I just think at one point, uh, what are they? One point four five. Arsenal.
0: Yep. It's
1: just not worth it. It's just not worth it. Just, just leave that alone. But there are way better bets.
0: Yeah, there are. They definitely are. Um, moving to the three o'clock then Villa against Leicester is the first one 2.06 for Villa 3.75 for the draw and 4.0 for Leicester. um Villa in fairly decent form they're in they're in 11th in the league um they've won four th- sorry they've won three of their last four games and Leicester still struggling in the league they've not won since the 12th of November uh, against West Ham so five games without a win, four losses, one defeat. Uh, Potentially encouraging signs, though, in the last league game, they drew tour with Brighton. This is a Brighton side on really good form. Um, James Madison is back in the side now. He's returned from injury. And I feel like if there was no Madison, I'd be quite happy to go for Villa here. With James Madison being back in the side and how integral he is to Leicester, it throws a little bit of doubt in my mind. Um, and I'm going to plump for both teams to score in this one instead, and that's 1.81. We have seen that Villa aren't exactly the best at keeping clean sheets, um, especially at home. At Villa Park, they've only kept one clean sheet in the last eight games. Um, So, yeah, like I say, if Madison now back in the Leicester side, considering they scored two against a strong Brighton last time out in the Prem, um, I could see them getting on the score sheet, whether they win, though, or get anything from the game is a different matter, but... Yeah, I think that's where I'd go with this one.
1: Yeah, Villa have averaged 1.5 goals scored at home this season, um, obviously per game. And Leicester on the road at 1. 1.7. 1. 1.5 is average. 1.7 is obviously a little more uh, than average. 70% of Leicester's games away from home have also gone over 2.5. Both teams to score is what I had wrote down.
0: Up next we've got Brentford against Southampton so 1.92 for Brentford 3.75 for the draw and 4.5 for Southampton so kind of similar odds really to to Villa Leicester um Brentford odds on favorites as ho- at home as you'd expect against um struggling Saints uh I'd probably go for a Brentford win here
1: yeah for sure uh Southampton being a little bit better away from home under Nathan Jones and they have at home, so I don't think this will be cut and dry for Brentford. But as long as Brentford are at home and they've got Ivan Tony, uh, and who knows how long for? Because I'm sure there's a a whopping ban come coming his way eventually. Uh, yeah, I'm going to be back in Brentford, uh, especially at home. I think it's a good price, and Southampton will make it difficult, and there's potential for them to uh, to steal the show. So it's not cut and dry, but Brentford. Are, uh, are my fancy.
0: Cool. Uh, next, then Brighton against Bournemouth. 1.38 for Brighton, 5.5 for the draw, and 10.5 for Bournemouth. You know this is a Bournemouth side without a win in seven consecutive games now, and without a clean sheet in seven consecutive games, uh, and Brighton fresh off beating Liverpool at home in the uh, FA Cup, as we correctly predicted last week on the show. Um, They have been a little bit patchy at home. Uh, They've only won two of the last six in the league. However, um, I don't expect that to be an issue personally this weekend against Bournemouth. I'm not going to back them, though, at 1.38. I don't know about you.
1: No, way too short. Way too short. I think uh, on the surface of things, I kind of like Bournemouth's recruitment uh, in January after Semenyo. I'm a huge fan of from, from Bristol city. Uh, I watched, um, I think it's Uatara, Dango Watara. Uatara. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, he absolutely torn Forest The new one, when we played down there, he was absolutely sensational. A couple of exciting players coming in and very attacking players as well. So they, they do kind of strike me to, to have made improvements. And I fully expect Brighton to still get the job done. However, again, way too short. Much better bets this weekend.
0: Yeah, maybe if we want to add a little bit extra, you could go Brighton to score and over 2.5 goals, maybe. That's uh, 2.08. Yeah. Brighton have had seven consecutive games across all competitions go over 2.5 goals. I'm um, just looking at Bournemouth's away record in the Prem. Um, They've conceded at least two goals in nine out of their ten games that they've played away from home so far this season. Um, so, yeah, they do tend to concede a fair few away from home. And, yeah, as we've seen, Brighton more than capable of scoring. But, yeah, with with Bournemouth's reinforcements, like we say, Watara looks a player um, they could get on the score sheet. Um, up next, then, we have got uh, Manchester United against Crystal Palace. Plenty of three o'clock's on saturday 1.42 for man u 5.0 for the draw and 9.8 for crystal palace again another short priced home favorite i should expect though considering it is manchester united um where would you go with this one
1: united i will i sound like a broken record but i will say every time someone plays palace at home palace have the players uh, to play a counter-attacking style that could be absolutely anybody on their day, uh, especially away from home. You know, if that, Elise, as a Zaha, Ayu, you know, contingency starts clicking, and you know they can find some holes, then watch out. There's always a danger when you're playing Palace. But the fact of the matter is, Manu came through a few tasks against uh, Brighton and a double header against Forest. Completely and utterly unscathed, they're in a good position here. Um, you know, Palace have drawn a blank uh, in three of the last five games. So, yeah, I fully expect Man U to uh, continue kind of being the the flat trap bullies. Um, you know, beating all the the lesser sides and, and maybe coming unstuck against the the better sides. Although you know, they did beat Man City with. <laughs> A uh, high degree of controversy, but that's how I see United at the moment, swatting teams like Palace aside. But again,
0: yeah, definitely it's
1: too short, too short.
0: Yeah, yeah, 12 wins in a row at home for, for Manchester United. They're on a cracking run, but but like you say, they, apart from City, they've not really played uh, from memory anyway. Uh, a, a lot of high class sides, um, they're beating teams they should be beating. Um, on to the final three o'clock then, wolves against Liverpool, four point three for wolves, um three point nine for the draw, and one point nine four for Liverpool. um, I don't know about you, but I don't know what to go with this particular game. I don't trust any side on show here.
1: No, I don't trust either side either um I was having a look at a few things. And what ended up landing on Tom is the unders market. So, under 1.5. So, that's just one goal in the game at the, at the most, basically. 1.96. So, obviously, these two just played each other in the FA Cup. Liverpool won one nil thanks to a Harvey Elliott banger. Um, but, yeah, Liverpool, you know, in their last three, they've only scored... Uh, sorry, in their last four, they've only scored two goals, firing a blank twice, and then in Wolves' last three, uh, they have fired a blank uh, twice and only scored one. So both teams really struggling. Obviously, Liverpool have got the players that, if it clicks, you know they could score three, four against anybody. But it, the the issue is it's not clicking, and it hasn't clicked all season as Klopp tries to work out what is going on with uh, with the uh with the squad at his disposal. So maybe under 1.5 under one under 2.5 if you want to be a little bit uh more conservative but I really think this could be quite an ugly game if you uh if you want my opinion.
0: <coughs> yep. Could definitely see it. Uh moving on to five thirty then Newcastle at home to West Ham uh 1.66 for Newcastle, 3.95 for the draw and 6.6 for West Ham. Yeah, once again another short priced home favorite. Slightly more backable price for me Newcastle if we're going to chuck them in an accumulator. Um I do think they'll beat West Ham, you know, this is a West Ham side still um persevering with David Moyes after he got their a victory um against Everton last time out in the Premier League. Um yeah, I, I just think Newcastle win this one comfortably, probably to nil again, because we keep seeing Newcastle absolute clean sheet merchants. They're an absolute dream, aren't they, for fantasy football? I remember you you read out a stat on the pod, was it last show, the show before, maybe about Nick Pope's clean sheet record? Um, yeah, just keeps churning out them clean sheets, doesn't
1: he? Yeah, and exactly that, Tom. Newcastle and no, is what I've got row down here. Two point six, I think on one side of the coin, you can say that West Ham have shown green shoots of improvement, but then if you wanted to uh, flip that on its head, you could say that those green shoots of improvement have been a draw away at Leeds, a win away at Brentford in the FA cup, uh, a win against an absolute hapless Everton side and a win away at league one Derby County. So, you know, Still need to see more from West Ham before I think they can go away at a team that's unbeaten at home all season and uh, and ruffle any feathers. So yeah, Newcastle on the nose, and if you fancy a little bit more and you want to squeeze a bit more juice from the lemon, two point six Newcastle and no.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at West Ham's form now. They've not won away since they beat Villa on the 28th of August. Um, so it's what eight games winless away from home since. Yeah, shocking. Uh, they have only lost by more than one goal once. That was when they lost three one away at Arsenal. So, uh, there other defeats have been narrow defeats, um, and that's exactly what I could see here. You know, Newcastle don't tend to to smash teams. They win by the odd goal or two. Um, yeah. So if if Newcastle won one nil two one here, it, it it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest um moving on to sunday then biggest game of the weekend nottingham forest you reds at home to leeds united 2.74 for forest 3.55 for the draw and 2.82 for leeds um do you share my confidence and i, I don't know if i'm being sucked in by the price as well but i just feel forest at the city ground um unbeaten in a long time now at home especially in the league uh, obviously, we lost in the Cup to to Utd at home, but in the league, we've been beaten for a while now. And I feel like Leeds are kind of there for the taking at the moment.
1: They are. Uh, they've got the joint worst away record in the league this season. However, they have played a game less than Bournemouth and West Ham. So, you, I suppose you could call it the second worst, but it's not good reading either way. And, uh, yeah, they look kind of vulnerable don't they and you're you're right to point out forest great home records Uh, obviously they just come off a double header against united in which they didn't cover themselves in glory but i think what we've found about forest this season is they are apart from when they beat liverpool and drew to chelsea who are two fallen giants they're not really laying a glove on the best sides like and, and not even getting anywhere near them uh, but the the teams in a random and in the mid table, they're more than a match. I am not back in Forest, however, until I see Morgan Gibbs White. He's a he's a doubt for the game. Uh, Forest fans will know, and it's important that punters know that ever since Steve Cooper has come in, the injury news with Forest is never clear. Uh, there's a lot of you know. A lot of false information out there. There's a lot of guessing. And when you think about it, we don't really need to know if a certain player is injured or not. It's nice to know, but the priority is, you know, Cooper wants to keep his cards close to his chest. He doesn't want to say someone's out for a long time. He wants to spring a surprise on the opposition manager and and all that kind of stuff. He doesn't want to seem weak in the transfer market and desperate. So, Who knows? Maybe Gibbs White will play this weekend. Maybe he's out for a month. I don't know. All I do know is, without him, Forrest are going to struggle to create chances, I think. Chris Wood is likely going to play as the nine. He had an absolutely horrendous debut. Like, beyond bad. And I think if Morgan's not there to, to sprinkle his stardust, he's so important to Forrest. We could cut the supply line off to Wood, who isn't a striker. Who can create his own chances? So yeah, uh, if I see Morgan Gibbs White in that starting lineup, I'll back Forest. If not, I, I wouldn't recommend them.
0: Yeah, that's completely fair advice. Um Moving into the final game then of the weekend, it's four thirty. It's Tottenham at home to Manchester City. So four point eight is the price for Spurs, four point three for the draw, and one point seven eight four for Man City to get the victory here. Uh, obviously, now we know that uh, Conte won't be on the touchline for Spurs after he's having, what, gallbladder surgery, I, I think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, that could potentially be a factor here because that's going to disrupt Tottenham's preparation. Uh, it's going to throw them out of whack a little bit whilst they get used to having, uh, what, the assistant manager probably in charge and prepare them for the game. Um yeah, I think Man City will win anyway. They look like they're kind of getting back to it a little bit. Obviously, beating Arsenal in the in the FA Cup, that would give them confidence. They beat Spurs 4-2 at the Etihad just a couple of weeks ago. So, again, that will give them confidence. Um, and Spurs, are just, they just terrify me. Anyway, Spurs do. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm coming or going with Spurs. They've, they've lost four of the last five home games in the league. Um, so, whilst it wouldn't entirely surprise me if they did manage to pull out a victory or something against Man City. It would be a surprise on on current form, I think.
1: 1.66 both teams to score. That's my tip. Um, I think Harry Kane is almost as good as Haaland has been this season without being as... I think, obviously, Harry is a lot more of an all-rounder, whereas Haaland is obviously a pure goal scorer and a pure finisher and penalty boxman. I think when there's Kane, there's a chance. I really do. I rate him that highly. And I think this season has been one of his best ever. Um, He's just surrounded by uh, pieces of wood basically. So yeah, 1.66 both teams to score. I think City look vulnerable at the back and uh, yeah, when there's Kane, there's a chance.
0: Yeah, just a, uh... I forgot to mention Spurs have conceded at least two goals in the last five consecutive home games in the league so um yeah it could be a high score affair again like the 4-2 um so maybe mm-hmm. a, as well as both teams to score a goals bet both teams to score over 2.5 both teams to score over 3.5 or something like that um could be another thing to look into as well before we move into the championship league one and league two let's just quickly mention our sponsors at matchbook And uh, yeah, then we'll dive into the EFL tips.
1: Yeah, we're genuinely delighted to be working with Matchbook. Great people, great organization to be working with. And if you don't have an account, thoroughly recommend you getting one. Uh, TFB podcast as a promotional code is going to get you a bit of a safety blanket. So it will give you a money back as a free bet up to 30 quid. So that will give you a little bit of a safety net if you want to go for something a little bit more risky uh, this weekend, have a little go on that. TFB podcast is the promotional code you'll need. And uh, yeah, open up a matchbook account. I'm pretty sure you won't regret it. You can support them and you can support the pod.
0: Yeah, well said. Um, right, into the championship then. This league stinks for me this weekend, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> this is not really the one. Yeah. Um, There's a couple of things I've got my eye on. Um, One in particular stands out. And then there's a couple that are kind of looser tips. But, um, yeah, you you take it away with one that you like the look of.
1: Okay. Uh, Sheffield United. Yes, they just drew 3-3 to a National League team. um, But I'm not put off by that. They are a Premier League team in the waiting. Uh, they haven't lost in their last 10 games, including that uh, FA Cup game. And they're away at Rotherham. So, Sheffield United, priced at 1.73. I actually think that's a good price, <laughs> to be honest with you. When you consider the price of. Um, who are we talking about in the Prem that escapes me? In? Arsenal. When you consider Arsenal and the price they're at and the challenge they've got, this is similar. In terms of a team right at the top going against one of the worst teams in the league, you know, you've got yeah. second against 20th here. And yes, Rotherham are unbeaten in the last two games, and that is something for them to go off. They beat Blackburn 4 0. Asterix. I think that was coming for Blackburn for a long time. They are absolutely riding an XG wave like you wouldn't believe. And eventually they were, were going to fall off if you believe in the data. Rotherham went away to Watford and got a draw, credit to them, but before those two results a 4-1 loss to League One Ipswich, a 3-0 batter in by Millwall, a 2-0 defeat against Huddersfield a relegation rival, a 2-2 draw with Stoke, who are just an absolute carcass of a club it's just, it it's really damaging to see, and I don't care about Sheffield United's last result, not one bit I'm backing them all day uh, 1.73 for them to get a comfortable win.
0: Yep, cool. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me at all. The one that I like the most is, what, looking down it now, the shortest price of uh, all the games in the Championship, unsurprisingly, is Middlesbrough at home to Blackpool. They're 1.58 to get the win this weekend. Um, I think Michael Carrick's been channeling his inner DJ Khaled because all he does is win. Um, he's... Mm. Uh, He's had eight, eight wins in the last 10 games. Uh, it's seen Middlesbrough propelled up to third place in the league. Still, you know, it's a big, big ask for them to, to reel in Burnley and Sheffield United in the automatic spots. They're about, what, 15 points behind at the moment. Um, but, yeah, they're certainly giving a good fist of it and looks like absolutely playoffs at a minimum for them um, now this season. Uh, they've won the last four in a row at home as well, so they're on strong home form. Like I say, winning eight out of the last 10 um, in the Championship, home and away. So, yeah, full of confidence, uh, scoring plenty of goals. And I, I, I don't think Big Mick has injected his enough energy into Blackpool yet to, to turn them around. And this isn't going to be the game for me where, where Blackpool start to steer themselves away from relegation under Mick McCarthy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I think McCarthy's going to get some results for Blackpool, but I think they're a way off getting anything against Middlesbrough away. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about an away team, Tom. And finally, we're going to talk about someone who's not so bloody short. Um, <laughs> Watford, 2.74. They're, Watford are an absolute coin toss. Let's get that out there straight away. They're playing against Reading away from home. Reading... With the 7th best home record in the entire league. So we're going against that. They find themselves in 16th. Uh, so they're just ever so slightly below uh, mid-table. Obviously, they're away form, as you've guessed it, is the 2nd worst Reading. So propped up by that home form. I just, honestly, I just think Watford, priced at 2.74. I just think if they fancy it, they'll win. Now, I, I know there's not a ton of analysis here and stats and stuff, but I just think Watford have got so many dangerous players and I've been waiting for Reddin to fall off all season. I don't understand, you know, why these are so similarly priced. Reddin a 2.96 Watford 2.74. The draw is 3.3. I just think if Watford fancy it, then they can go there and win. And, you know they've they've got the players to do so. Um, they're obviously in a playoff position at the moment without flexing too much muscle, to be honest with you. Uh, and they've won a third of their games on the road this season, so I don't see why we can't we can't back them and have a little bit of a punt.
0: Yep, um, it's a good price, isn't it? If 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 they do win, and uh, yeah. Like you said, I don't entirely trust them, but if they do get a result, it is a good price. Um, I'm going to look at one more team that I like the look of. Again, at a slightly better price. It's 2.4 and it's Luton Town at home to Stoke City. Uh, Luton have lost just one of their last 10 home games in the Championship. So they're on a very good run of form at the moment. Uh, Rob Edwards has seen them move into fourth in the league. So yeah, they're going, they're going very well. Um, Stoke, on the other hand, I, I don't really know what to expect from Stoke week in, week out. They they are capable of pulling out an odd result. Um, but yeah, they do now have a Harry Soutar-sized hole in their defence after he moved to Leicester on, uh, on deadline day, I believe it was. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a blow for them at the back. And just looking at their away results recently, when they have faced a a better side in the Championship. They have tend to lose. So uh, the last three losses away from home have all come against Norwich, West Brom and Sheffield United. Um, and the games where they have avoided defeat have been against Rotherham, Bristol City and Wigan. So they're kind of picking up points against teams in and around them in the table. But once they play a side that's in the kind of top eight, they've lost. Um, and I can see that being the case again when they visit a tough Tough place to go in Kenilworth Road.
1: Agreed. Had that one down as well.
0: Right, so that's that then for the Championship. Let's move on to League One. Uh, Get us kicked off, Mr Walker.
1: Yeah, I'll get us kicked off with the gas. Uh, Bristol Rovers. I am backing them, even though they've lost three matches in a row. They are at home against MK Dons. They're priced at 2.28. On match, most of the money has been put on MK Dons at 3.35. So maybe they know something that I don't. (laughs) But uh, I still have faith in Bristol Rovers. They are coming off the back of three defeats, as I said. They lost 5 1 to Morecambe. Not ideal at all. Morecambe just going through an absolutely insane. Spell. Uh, They had an XG of 1.2, I think. 1.22. And scored five goals off the back of that. So obviously it was a night where everything went in. Lost against Accrington. I'm not too bothered about that. Um, Not a great result, but I can look past it. And then lost against uh, Plymouth in the Football League Trophy. And I just don't give a monkeys. Um, So yeah, before that, Bristol Rovers were on a, a bit of a heater. And they were you know juggernaut in towards those playoff spots i just still believe in their front three basically like aaron collins potentially player of the season i'd say in league one uh 14 goals 28 games uh he's also registered 10 assists so he has almost got a goal involvement a game and then josh coburn joey barton talks about him as a future england international the from middlesbrough He's also got nine goals in 17 games. And then when he's not playing, John Marcus is coming off the bench and uh, averaging a goal almost every four games. So I just believe there's too much quality for them to you know, not be backable. And they're coming up against an MK Don side that's won one in its last six games. Um, the win that they did get was away at Forest Green before... Um, before Ian Burschner was sacked. So, you know, that was a great time to play Forest Green. MK Don still troubled and in relegation uh, danger. They are in 20th position. And yeah, I just think, like, I'm not ready to give up on on Bristol Rovers and especially Rovers at home. You know, they've been really good recently. They started off pretty bad uh, at home, but I'm ready to trust them again, to be honest with you. So, yeah, I'm backing
0: them. I think they're a nice price. Yep, fair enough. Uh, another team, not so, I will not cast as a nice price, but I think they'll win. Bolton, at home to Cheltenham Town. Uh, Bolton, Boltonham? Boltonham! Boltonham! Bolton! Boltonham! Bolton. Bolton. <laughs> Bolton, Bolton. Uh, Bolton have the third best home record in League One. they uh, pretty strong at the University of Bolton Stadium. Um They've kept, they've they've also conceded the least goals out of any side at home as well. So they've only conceded eight goals at home uh, across their fifteen games. So keeping it pretty tight. Um, and yeah, Cheltenham come to town this weekend. Generally on a poor run in the league, um, they've lost four of the last five away from home in the league. Uh, they've only won one of the last seven. So. Yeah, they're struggling at the moment at Cheltenham. It's seen them drop all the way down to uh, 18th. And yeah, just just Bolton's a tough, tough place to go at the moment. Uh, they're, they're full of confidence. The home form is, like I say, is strong. Um, and it would be in the coupon buster category if uh, if Cheltenham got a result here. Because, yeah, Bolton, not only are they winning games, they're keeping it tight. Five clean sheets at home in a row. Um, yeah, I think Bolton will win fairly comfortably. Hmm.
1: Agreed. Let's have a look at Shrewsbury. Um, they're a team, Tom, that I think aren't getting enough credit. Uh, they are in ninth. They are five points off the playoffs. I think we look at Peterborough and Wickham as serious challenges to the playoff spots. And although Shrewsbury have played more games than them, you know they are on the same points as those teams. So they deserve a little more credit, I think. Um, they are away at an Oxford side that I don't think they're in turmoil, but it, it's not looking good over there at all. Matty Taylor, their talismanic striker, has left. Uh, the fans are starting to get really frustrated with Carl Robinson. Uh, they've lost four uh, three in a row. And they've got a Shrewsbury side coming to town who have made a habit recently of beating teams who are in trouble and not in a good place. So they beat Burton 4-0. Bearing in mind, I'm just about to read out that that Burton team beat Oxford uh, 2-0. And if you remember, I tipped up Oxford thinking that there was no way that that Burton team could get a league one win uh, against uh, Oxford. And they did so. Uh, Then they beat Cambridge and they beat them 5-1. Cambridge, Maybe not in a crisis mode, but certainly not firing. Beat MK Dons and then Forest Green uh, in that dramatic style um, on the weekend. And yeah, Oxford lost to Barnsley. As I just mentioned, Burton beaten by Wickham. I mean, before that, they did beat Ipswich at home, which is a big turn up for the Bucks. Um, But I just think they've got injuries. They're just not in a good spot right now. And Shrewsbury are just kind of this happy-go-lucky team that's just going to go up there and, and play their football and you know have full belief in themselves. They're priced at 3.75, so they're a big outsider. Uh, but I do fancy them to go there and get the win. Uh, if you do fancy the double chance, I can get that for you. completely forgot to write that down uh draw or shrewsbury the price is not on matchbook at the moment so check closer to kickoff bit of an anti-climax sir
0: bad deal (laughs) it was um i don't really have anything else that's such a tip um a couple of things i just wanted to point out um firstly what the hell for forest green rovers doing last weekend you know, I thought we were there tipping out a big price winner because Forest Green were over 3-1 last weekend against Shrewsbury. And Shrewsbury scored in, what, the 93rd minute and the 96th minute or something stupid yeah, was, like that? That's crazy. I turn it around and win win, uh, win 2-1 when they were 1-0 down that late on. So madness from Forest Green. Uh, they're a big price again to win at home this weekend against Peterborough. Um, at another big price, and I don't... I'm not necessarily saying they'll win because this is a tough, tough game, but Sheffield Wednesday are playing Plymouth this weekend. So Sheffield Wednesday in second play Plymouth in first. Plymouth are 5.8. For a team that's top of the league, um, unbeaten in, in 10 consecutive games, you know, 5.8 seems like a big, big price.
1: It does. I've already backed them myself. Have you? Yeah, I've already backed them. I backed them earlier today, maybe. Uh, Whilst I was doing my research, and I saw it, and I thought, you know, yeah, they're playing against Wednesday, and it's it's going to be a bloody tough old game. But you know, Plymouth are are there on merit. Uh, I think it's a lot to do with size of club and and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Maybe Sheffield Wednesday beating Newcastle at home, all that kind of stuff. But I can't resist having a little flutter at that, to be honest with you, um, right. you know what I'm yeah. like when there's a team I fancy if they're at home or away, or I, I don't care who they're playing, you know, wow. I'll back them at any uh, a particular price, and yeah, Plymouth for someone I'm going to back as I are, and this is a big shout, and this looks massively biased coming from a forest fan. I'm going to back Morecambe. right? They're at 10 point zero. They're away at Derby County. They should lose for sure. (laughs) They've not won any of their last 12 away matches, right? Their, their away record is absolutely shocking. Derby have been brilliant recently. Um, Paul Warren has really got them kind of firing on all cylinders. They're up to fourth. They're looking like they're going to finish in the playoffs and, you know, have a chance of promotion, but I'm just looking at Morecambe and I'm looking at their results and I think I, think I just want to have a little bit of a dance at 10s. Because they beat Bristol Rovers 5-1, as I mentioned. Lost against Ipswich 4-0, no problem. Beat Cheltenham 2-1. Beat Burton 5-0. Beat Accrington 2-0. Like, I just feel like they're kind of going through a bit of a purple patch. And a team like that, at 10s, I'm having a little bit of fun on it. Don't get me wrong. This is coming, not as please back them; they're going to win. But I just want to make everyone aware that there's a team on fire right now, priced at tens, that mm. might be worth having a little flutter on, and and that's the kind of that's the kind of betting that I find exciting and I find interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we've spoken about three here: You, Morecambe, Shrewsbury, Plymouth. Chuck them all in a little fun treble,
1: 183 to one. <laughs> there we go. Right? Little fun treble. You put that perfectly. We're not saying that they're all gonna win comfortably. You know, the likelihood is it's gonna lose, but it's it's fun trying to find these kind of oh, outsiders.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, no more though from me. How about you?
1: No, no. no. Happy to move into league two. Um, God,
0: what a bloody shocking league this uh, is betting. Yeah, in it's,
1: it's not good at all. Uh, I'll get us started with what I think is probably the EFL bet of the weekend. Um, mm. I'm loving Carlisle at the moment. Uh, yep. They came through for me in midweek uh, against Barrow. I backed them and they won 5-1 for me in a hashtag tough game. Um, they've only really lost one at home all season. They've won eight, drew five, lost one. Playing as a Harrogate team that haven't won in the last five games um, they're kind of being a little bit too leaky for my liking as well you know uh, when I have a look at Harrogates' games you know there's no clean sheet in there for the last 10 games. they are really struggling at the moment going away to a Carlisle side who look really good for automatic promotion at the moment. Carlisle have conceded just 11 goals at home all season. Their price priced very short, as you can imagine, 1.65. Um, but I think they'll get the job done.
0: Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I agree. This is probably the bet, one of the bets of the weekend um, for me too. Uh, it's the absolute standout in League 2. Uh, there's only one other that I was considering as well. That's Salford at home to Rochdale. Salford a 1.97 which I didn't think was too bad, just a touch under evens. Um, Rochdale on a pretty poor run of form. They've won, won just one of the last 11 games in the league. Um, seven defeats in that run. So, yeah, they're pretty poor away from home. Um, generally, well, generally pretty poor in general. Um, mm-hmm. So, Salf- Salford have won five of the last six at home across all competitions. So, yeah, it's a tough place to go at the moment. They've beaten some decent sides as well along the way. You know, those wins have come against teams like Northampton, Walsall, uh, Bradford, uh, Sutton. So, yeah, they're beating some decent teams at the Peninsula, and um, it wouldn't be a shock at all if uh, if they got another comfortable win against a Rochdale side who are who are struggling at the moment, the bottom of the league, two points away from safety and they've been losing to teams around them in the league as well recently you know they lost to hartlepool um a couple of game weeks ago uh, and then colchester prior to that so yeah never a good side if you're losing to to teams around you when you're in a relegation fight and uh, you're going away to, to a promotion contender
1: yeah we are now going to be back in 23rd in the league so we're back in uh 91st out of 92 in the EFL to get a win I always talk about re-educating yourself and and trying to not get stuck on an opinion Uh, I always use the classic you know Stoke are good at home because they were so good at home under Tony Pulis but that was bloody years ago and you know what I mean that still rings truth sometimes so when you look at Gillingham you might think oh yeah Gillingham they're the uh they're that team that scored like six goals in in half a season or whatever, right? And they're still yeah. the they're still the bottom scorers in the league by seven goals. They've scored just fourteen in twenty six, but they've had a recent takeover. They've made some really smart and shrewd additions, and I now expect them to stay up. They're playing at home against Crawley. Uh, they are priced at one point yeah. nine seven, so an absolute touch under evens crawley an absolute basket case like just just absolutely nuts what is going on there at the moment just all the crypto stuff the the managers the the fort like it is crazy uh they haven't won any of the last 15 away games Asterix, their away record this season is zero wins six draws six defeats so they haven't won but obviously we don't they only need to draw to screw our Gillingham tip up. So, little asterisks, they are quite sticky away from home, even if they haven't managed to land that that win. But, yeah, Gillingham uh, banging in goals, Tom. In their last three games, they've scored seven, right, which is like half their goals in the season, pretty much. Um, a 3-3 away at Swindon, a 2-0 away at re-educate-yourself derby against Colchester, and 2-0 against Hartlepool. I don't see why they can't beat Crawley at home. Uh, it's obviously a really big game with the proximity in the table. Gillingham, 23rd, hunting down Crawley in 20th. Four points between them. Um, yeah, Jill's look good for me.
0: Yeah, like it. I didn't have it down, but yeah, you've done some research there, and I, I like it. You've convinced me. Um, good stuff. Uh, no more, though, from me. No
1: more from me, either.
0: Uh, cool. Well, let's recap last week's uh, streak ending or stake ending treble, and uh, we'll bring you this week's stake starting treble.
1: <laughs> yeah, we tried to uh, tried to fry up a winner, but we, we, we couldn't quite do so. Uh, it was FA Cup weekend, so our, our hands were tied a little bit. Uh, we had Sheffield Wednesday and Luton. They were playing against Fleetwood and Grimsby, uh, respectively, at home. And both drew, which was surprising. Uh, 1-1 Wednesday and 2-2 Luton. Uh, we did back Carlisle, who I just mentioned, uh, kind of a favourite of mine this season. And uh, they got the business done. And one one nil. but obviously the streak came to an end. And uh, yeah, Tom, uh, one chapter ends so we can write another. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's right. So this week's treble, um, it's not the highest-paying treble at all. Um, it's 3.84 overall returns. But we're going to go for Middlesbrough at home to Blackpool, Bolton at home to Cheltenham, and Carlisle at home to Harrogate. So we've got a team from the Champ, a team from League 1, a team from League 2, all at home, all in good form uh, against struggling opposition. Uh, 3.84 is the price. Um i'm pretty confident in this one
1: yeah i like it um the docket wasn't that friendly this weekend but i'm actually really happy with what we've got out of it to be honest with you mm. uh yeah full agreed. confidence in all the teams um road to three thousand followers so we're on our way to that if you want to join in with a nice community that we've built over the years you'd be more than welcome uh, T underscore FB podcast.
0: Yeah, and if you have enjoyed the show, guys, we'd really appreciate a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. But yeah, as Tom says, do get in touch on social media over the weekend, send in your bet slips or, you know, your, your winning bets that you have, uh, the bets you've got on pre-match. We'd like to see them all. Any insights you've got on your teams, you know, we had a, a good little bit of insight on, uh, what, Rochdale, wasn't it? Yeah, um, loved it. From a follower this weekend, which is great. Yeah, Clive,
1: um, Clive Piggott.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we love that kind of stuff. Just, you know, it helps us uh, with our education on, on teams that we don't know an awful lot about in the lower reaches of, of League Two. Um, so, yeah, no, thanks for that. Keep them coming and uh, we'll see you again same time next week.